GameZillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino 9, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios... Jazzy Fiddle! Nope, I was going to say Deadite. Rightfully returned to the middle seat. Um, Jazzy, th- thanks for trying your best last week. Huh? Yeah. I'm sorry I let the whole team down by not I being I gave here. it a solid... D plus effort. You tried. I was I was watching. I was in the chat a little bit while I was packing for my move. Um, so That's hard. I I appreciate you trying. So uh, thanks for trying to keep my seat warm for me. Well, we're glad to have you back because all the microphones work, so that's good start already. We're we're already on track to have a better show. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, we have our producers, Dead Eye Knight and Testonomics. Give it, test it, test it. What up, dog? My God, it yeah. worked! Oh. It worked! Yep. And of course, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Rockstar Energy Drink Cup can thing. Nothing is better than a delicious can of energy drink. Thanks for having me on, Grim. Anytime, buddy. <laughs> Does he sound like that because he's got zero sugar? No sugar needed. I'm full of other chemicals that will likely give you brain cancer. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen. I'm going to keep you healthy and awake. Nondescript, non-name brand mentioned energy beverage. And my co-host, Jazzy Fiddle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome to episode 204 of the Games Hill Podcast, brought to you by our lovely patrons. Yeah, you can influence this podcast and get other great perks like early access, game of the month, behind the scenes, and much, much more by supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash GameZilla Media for all those deets. Deets, huh? Yeah, it's. I heard uh, some kids use that earlier, and I feel like that's hip and cool, so I decided to drop it on the show. Man. Okay. Were right. they like like give, let, let me get some deets on scoring some Molly? Do kids right. still do Molly, or is that like now ten years ago? How old am I? Molly's old. Yeah, Molly's no, old news. Now, now kids just now it's like Turbo Tide Pod Molly yeah. hype zone. Yeah, kids. Yeah, kids probably just kids copyright. Pro- that's copyright. They I own probably that now. just snort Ajax now. Because <laughs> right, I don't. I don't know what drug. I've been out of college long enough where I don't know the drugs anymore. Man. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, this is a video game podcast, and it's for the children. So let's. I like uh, made shit up. Like a Swiffer burrito. They take a Swiffer and they put Tide Pods in the Nate Jet. Oh God! <laughs> Don't give them ideas, Jeffy. Back in my Don't day, give them ideas, back in my day, man. kids just drank bleach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were simple kids back yeah. then. Yeah, drank bleach and ate glue. What's uh, the okay. <laughs> Someone in the Twitch already or in Twitch chat said I'm hooked on lemon pledge. So there you go. Lemon <laughs> pledge is the best kind of pledge. I wish I wish I could set up my own like uh, antagonistic hotkeys in Rocket League. So when I'm playing online with people, that are awful. I can just say go drink bleach. Like all in text, just instantly set up. So, so that that'll be my harassment, my version of teabagging. If you didn't listen to the, the podcast, I'm just playing on the computer. Then you could uh, 
hotkey that. Yeah, I have macros or whatever. <laughs> well, while you're doing all your drugs and you want to look good doing them, you want to head on over to the GameZone Media store. <laughs> it's live. Ooh. Go to GameZoneMedia.com slash shop to get your GameZone Media swag ordered today. <laughs> Anyways, we need to they get got some good sleeves on those swag. We need so just, <sighs> <sighs> there's lots of deep pockets for all those tied pods. <laughs> gotta go pop a pod. <laughs> Why do we do a video game podcast? We clearly know more about drugs. <laughs> let's, We're go, good. let's go chug some downy. It'll, it'll keep your it'll keep your small intestines soft. Do you, Listen, my small intestines do not need to be anything. Do you remember uh, how I said this show was already better than last week? It, it, we tr- we tanked it. It's gone. It's completely gone. You we know, have to we cut this whole front end before it, they come I, after us. I like to fly close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. All right, but we do. Let's move into some team talk. How about that? Please. <sighs> Okay, I'm coming down from that Python high. (laughs) (laughs) Team talk. We're going to go around the room here. We're going to talk about our gaming moment of the week. Start with Jazzy Fiddle. What's your gaming moment of the week, buddy? Um, Not necessarily a specific moment, but um, the second half of a day. So last week we came back from Boston and then jumped right into a work week in which we had to record and go back to our 9 to 5 jobs. And by Friday, I was burnt out. So Saturday, um, the girlfriend and I decided that we were going to lay in bed and play video games and watch Golden Girls all day. So we did. Oh, and that's it what was you did amazing. Of, that's what you did instead of helped uh, Dead Eye move in. I never got the invite. Tess said that there was an invite out there. I never got the invite. Good to see how close of friends we are, Dead Eye. You know, I don't want to take away from your segment, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll rebut in the next segment. Segment over. Your turn. <laughs> I did not ask anyone to help me move. My my real friend stepped up and volunteered. Ooh. Super true fact. Toasty. <laughs> Toasty. I'm just not a true friend. Here, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> He's like, I like being on the periphery the there <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. being like, well, uh, we're, we're boys, but I didn't have to show up and help you move. So like, it's the right, best of both right. worlds. Yeah. I get to go to all the cool parties, but I don't have to actually help do shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he thinks until he starts building his gazebo. Yeah, absolutely, he's about to build this uh, gazebo. Yeah, that's, that's going see, up, I knew I was going to have to do that, yeah. so I figured all right, we got I, all the minions to do the work. All right, Deadeye, what's your actual gaming moment of the week? It, it, so, so I will. I do have to give a quick shout out because the majority of my moving was done by volunteers from the Gamezilla community. Uh, I honestly didn't ask anyone to help me move. It just turned into uh, different members of our community slash friends slash fans of the show all stepping up and saying like, hey, man, when's the move? I want to come over and help you move. Uh, And, you know, I, you know, I've said thank you, you know, a bunch to everyone that came out to help. Even crippled people came over and helped organize stuff at my house. Thanks, Grim. Uh, You know, we had we had I put the knives in the in the block. There we go. That's yeah. a dangerous job, and you did hold it. Knives? No, so yeah, you. He you, does tide bots. They all, they all, <laughs> they all left, right? And it was just my wife, um, or Deadite's wife, and then uh, your sister, right? And so Pokiel comes up, is like, "Here, I know you can't do a whole lot, so I'm going to give you this." And I was like, "You're going to give me." 
the guy that falls off steps and, ha- and is accident prone. You're going to give me knives. You're going to turn your back and you're going to turn around. And I'm going to have 20 knives stuck in both my legs. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what happened. Is this how you do it? But yeah, yeah Grim ble- bled to death the second day I owned my house. Yep. So yep. now it's haunted because yep. Grim died. Uh, you know, if I forget anyone, I feel super bad. But obviously, shout out to, to Brick Bitch who was there as well. Uh, Five Mile Rick. We had Doge Lord, Sci Fi AJ. Test was out there. The Glitch. Uh, Player One, Miggy. Did I forget anyone else from the Gamezilla crew? Just rattling them off the top of my head real quick. I, I think I think we got the crew. If I forgot you, my bad. I loved yeah. your contribution to help me move, but yeah. obviously you're still better than I am. So. Yeah, still better than Jazzy. Um, but you know, thanks to everyone who came out to help move. Now this moves into uh, my gaming moment of the week. My gaming moment of the week was after you know everyone helped move. We got settled in, ran out. We all grabbed food together. Everyone who helped move, and then we came in and we broke in my house the right way. Where we got we got the switch hooked up, we got a TV hooked up, and we all piled in the living room playing some Mario Kart. Uh, I know Test was getting in on some WWE 2K, aka the worst game ever made, and you know we 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 got the house going right, and th- that actually was really cool because um, I love having people over at the house. And it was just cool that now, you know, I have this house that, you know, we're starting it off right with with hosting some some game night. And it was just good to see people you know, like gathering and having a fun time in my new house. So, again, that that's my moment of the week. It was just cool. Sweet. Uh, I had a really good time. I came back. So I wasn't there the whole time because I had to take uh, the wife to go get some uh, jewelry uh, installed into her ear because that's what she wanted to do. And um, but nonetheless, I came back, and part of my moment of the week is that I now live 10 minutes from you. So it was like, hey, it's already super late, but we're playing Mario Kart. I'm like, cool, grab my controller, head on over, and it was easy. And I was like, oh, man, I've missed this. I've missed the, the old, you know, we, we used to live close to each other when we first started hanging out. So um, it's, it's nice to have that back. But um, I did enjoy that. I also had a really cool time, though, ch- uh, Chops from the Legend of Retro podcast came over one night because he's looking at building a new computer and he wanted to, you know, talk about parts and everything. And so (laughs) I kind of, like, ambushed him because I knew, like, that I've been itching to play some League, right? Like, I wanted to get playing some more League of Legends. And so I was like, well, I got my computer and then I have my laptop. So I got tables out and I set his laptop all up and I got a mouse, extra mouse pad, everything. Everything was ready to go. The game was patched. And he walks in, he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, you're sitting right there, and I'm going to sit right here. And Jazzy, Jazzy, uh, um, uh, Neo, and A-Bit Steve. Uh, A-Bit Steve are online, and we're all going to go play some League of Legends. And he was like, oh, okay, because he's been itching. Like, it's, it's like the opposite of what I'm used to, Chops. Chops was never a League guy, and now he's like, oh, yeah, I'll play some League. And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we had a full squad going. It was, it was. I had a good time. Played some, um, you know, co-op versus AI to get Eight Bit Steve and um, Chops were uh, new, are new to the game. So they're both real low levels. We got them ranked up. Got to play some ARAM games and uh, you know where they got to play against some real actual other humans. And uh, it was a good time. You know, um, I, I enjoyed that. I haven't I haven't hung out with Chops in a long time. I realized. And gaming, like us gaming together, was kind of what started our friendship. It was like, hey, let's play Resident Evil Five, and that's what started everything. So, like, to to be able to, we're both. He's very busy, and and you know, so am I. So, for us to find some time to sit down and actually game was uh, was nice. Hard carried by me, by the way. Oh my God! No, we weren't. 
No, we weren't. Facts. I go to the Discord. I'm not sure you can carry much of anything because you didn't come up to yeah. help me move. Join the Discord. That's, all right. That's why I couldn't come up you move because I was too tired from carrying these guys in league. Gameslomedia.com. Gameslomedia.com. Or just uh just I'm sure keep an eye out in the chat here on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia and you'll get a Discord link. And in the, hit that link, go to the MOBA page, and you'll see how hard he carried us with his like one and eleven. Mordecai. Yeah, I was coming in hot that game. Yeah, yeah, coming in hot, all right. Yeah. Anyways, Testonomics, Hard what's your uh, gaming game. moment of the week? So I, I, I had one queued up, but I had a revelation during Deadite's gaming moment of the week. Because of your friends, Five Mile Rick and Sci-Fi AJ and the Doctor of Testonomics, was the first video game played in your brand new house, WWE 2K18 for the Nintendo Switch. No wonder your house is cursed. That's why your house is haunted. Oh no, I think I let that happen. I feel like I just let a wolf into the chicken coop. (laughs) I feel like my house is defiled. I have to move now, so <laughs> Jesse, you can help me move out of my house. <laughs> help me move out. I gotta start moving tomorrow. I knew this was gonna happen. Oh man! man. But I think, it, that, I think that happened. Outside of that, I did. Uh, I did start playing a little bit of Diablo three this week with a uh, fan of the show, Doge Lord, and uh, stream team member Matrick on stage. Um, we put about five and a half hours into Diablo three on a Friday night. So, and now you're new to Diablo three. You didn't put a lot of time into the game back when it first came out, like most of us did. So, what do you think? I mean, it's it's the same, like you know, point and kill adventure. You know, kind of low end, not low end, but low, yeah, kind of low end, low low technicality <laughs> RPG, right? All gear based, so you don't have to worry about how you're building and things like that. I had a ton of fun. Um, once you know, I started, they were level thirty. I was level one. So for the first oh, hour God. and a half, I was just getting smoked by everything. Um, but then I got some zombie dogs and a big zombie, like, giant demon, and I so was all right. you're a witch doctor, right? 100%. Yeah, good call, good call. All right, well, that's our, our gaming moments of the week. We always want to hear what uh, what you're playing and, and some of the stuff going on with you. And how do you do that? You join the Discord, right? Discord, right on gameslomedia.com's homepage. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Hey, maybe you'll find people that help you move. <laughs> maybe that's that's, that, that's the only reason Deadite was there. That's why I was like, I gotta stay in this Discord long enough to get people to agree to help me move, and then I'm gonna ghost on everybody except for uh, I told I told Mitch and uh, I told Glitch and Miggy I'd help them move. So now I'm locked in. See, that's why a lot of people help you because they know that they're gonna return. You're gonna return the favor now because I'm big and strong. Who wouldn't want me to help them move? I'm a physical specimen. I was going to say, big and strong. I'm a genetic jackhammer. words I wouldn't use. <laughs> Anyways. I got, never mind. Ginger I defe- was going to gin- say something that would be defect. offensive ginger about, defect. A, about a type of strength that I have. Nazi kid. <laughs> we, better get into, wow. we better get into the news before I get us Here's, all, yeah, all banned. Let's do it. Here's the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Topic number one. Our our big big hitting topic here is Twin Galaxies has removed former Donkey Kong champ Billy Mitchell's high scores. If you're watching us on Twitch, you get to you get to look at this this loser. Damn Billy. Yeah. 
Billy, and Billy. Billy has always been the villain. He's always he been this been. guy that just kind of was like, yeah, I hold the record and you know, no one's going to touch it. And even to the point where, what was the uh, documentary that he was King, in? King of Kong. Yeah, King of Kong. Uh, he was kind of that villain in that documentary. So anyways. He, he always had like that. Um, like nerd comedy villain sort of vibe to him, where like he was like he's like kind of snarky and cocky. Like you could put him in pretty much any sort of like, like I said, like nerd comedy or something like that, where he's like the uber nerd that's like keeping everyone down. He always had that vibe to me. Yeah, but he's and all he, American. He's I know, got he, an American tie on. He blankets it in patriotism, but I don't think it's true. I think that he's just, a Russian spy. Just wearing an American flag does not make you in any way a good person. You can still be a villainous person and wear an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, For those of you that are listening to this in audio form, Testonomics is rocking an American flag bandana on his forehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, the. Billy Mitchell's record uh, scores have been removed from Twin Galaxy leaderboards following a dispute earlier this year uh, that many were performed using an arcade emulator. The ruling, which comes after a lengthy process, also bans Mitchell from further participation in the leaderboards, bringing an end to the King of Kong star's high-score glory. All of Mitchell's records on Twin Galaxies, an organization that tracks video game records and high scores, have been scrubbed. These marks include a uh, high, high score for 1981 arc- arcade game where he broke a million points. He was the first one to do so uh, in the game of Donkey Kong, as well as scores set between 2005 and 2007. Uh, the news was announced in a statement earlier this uh, this week, noting that Mitchell's scores would be removed in light of evidence provided by forum poster uh, Jeremy Young that Mitchell had used the multiple arcade machine emulator to record his scores instead of original arcade cabinets, as was previously claimed. Uh, using an emulator, of course, is against the rules for Donkey Kong arcade scores, which require proof the player was using a legitimate arcade cabinet, as well as show footage of the player using the cab uh, during play. The recording must also show the cabinet settings have not been altered to give advantages, something which can be done easily with an emulated gameplay. Uh, based on the... Bam. Based on the... Complete body of evidence presented to the official dispute thread. Twin Galaxies administrative staff has unanimously decided to remove all of Billy Mitchell's scores, as well as ban him from participating in competitive leaderboards, and that was posted in their forum uh, earlier this week. So, here's my question. Yep. I know that when you emulate it, you have the ability to change some options and stuff like that. Like, what, what could he have done to give himself an advantage with an emulator versus the cabinet. One thing he could technically do is pause the game, which you cannot do on a cabinet. Okay. So you could pause and he could edit the pause in and out, you know, so he could go take a bathroom break or he could go sleep. Things that you can't do when you're actually doing a world record run yeah. on Donkey Kong. Well, let me let me give you the like some of the uh alleged um, moments here. So, okay. uh, at the heart of the controversy, controversy is the uh, that the scores were achieved on July thirty first, twenty ten, at Boomer's Arcade in uh, Dina, Florida. Mitchell supposedly achieved back to back scores of one million sixty two thousand eight hundred points in Donkey Kong, followed by one million two hundred seventy thousand nine hundred points in Donkey Kong Junior. 
the only Twin Galaxies referee to supposedly witness the score was Todd Rogers, who also recently had his scores removed from Twin Galaxy leaderboards after evidence indicated that his scores in the Atari 2600 game Dragster were likely to have been impossible. Oh. Man, shout out Todd. Just really uh, throwing his, you know, gonads out there for people to... He's greasy. Yeah. So, uh, obviously this is the news that broke. Uh, This has been... An ongoing, an ongoing thing for a while that nobody thought uh, Twin Galaxies probably was going to pull the trigger, right? They, they thought it wasn't going to happen. Like, yes, there was all this talk, but they, they never thought it was going to amount to anything. And here it is being they've stripped him of these, um, these records, which then uh, Guinness got involved, Guinness Book of World Records, and they stripped the records as well. Because Twin Galaxies works side by side with with Guinness Book of World Records, so they uh, he also lost all of that. A couple other um, world record sites have also decided to pull his scores because of what happened here. Now, Billy has come out and basically responded to this, saying that uh, he plan- he's working hard to sh- to prove his uh, that that he didn't cheat. So his quote is, he's come out and actually quoted this, and this, this hit today. Uh, I've been asked to address things that are, current, that are recently, recently in the media. The fact of the matter is, now there's a true professional due diligence being done to investigate things that have happened as far as 35 years ago. In a professional manner, not in a shock jock mentality designed to create hits. We will show that everything that has been done, everything was done professionally. According to the rules, according to the scoreboard, the integrity that was set up, not 2014 forward, uh, not 2014 forward by current re- uh, regime, who wants to reach back 35 years, everything will be transparent, everything will be made available. Uh, I wish I had it in my hands right now. I wish I could hand it to you, but it's taken a considerable amount of time. Witnesses, documents, everything will be made available to you. Nothing will be withheld. You absolutely absolutely have my commitment to that. We've been at this since 1982, and it's not going to stop now. So Billy's not laying down and accepting this. He, he, he believes he's been wronged here. He believes that this new regime that stepped in is just out to get him. And uh, he's going to try, to try to prove that these records deserve to stand. So what are, what's your take on this? Who's, who's, who do you think is the, the villain here? Who do you think is wrong here? Have you guys watched uh, King of Kong? I have not, no. Okay. I, I, so... I have two classic arcade games I absolutely love, Burger Time and Donkey Kong. They're my two favorites. So I, I've i watched King of Kong multiple times. I just enjoy the story the documentary tells, and it's based around a game that I have a lot of fun playing. This is this is a landmark game. This is the game to put Nintendo on the map. It, mean, it means a lot to history, and it you know there's something I just love about it. So you watch that documentary, and you get the feeling that this dude is a dick. Like there you he doesn't seem like he's a cool dude at ever. And his ego seems like it's 
solely based on being the Donkey Kong master. Because if, you know, I'm going to spoil this movie that came out in 2005 or whatever for everyone. Um, you know, it's a, there's a lot of controversy around another person trying to break Billy's record. This person breaks Billy's record and then someone shows up like that day with a videotape of Billy getting a higher record. And it's like, what? Like, Billy was just sitting on this tape, like, waiting for someone to beat his record to be like, no, actually, I'm still better. And it just seems, the whole thing, even that back then, the dude seemed shady and greasy. Um, so I, he also seems like the type of dude that would not just be like, okay, I, I lied. I, my whole life has been a lie. He seems like the type of dude that would keep fighting and be like, no, no, like incredulously saying that he is still the, the Donkey Kong champion. So, I mean, I, I just got to put this here is that we have a speedrunner in, in our group. His name's 8-Bit Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he interviewed Kornshack, who had a world record in uh, Pirates of the Dark Water. Mm-hmm. And, and then he went and basically interviewed him, talked about it, and then told him that he, that he no longer holds the world record. Is he as bad as Billy? Because now he owns the world record. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm, I'm confused with what you're saying. <laughs> so He beat it, the record before he went and interviewed him. Yeah. Then he went to talk to him about it and then basically informed him that he no longer holds the world record. That, that Ape It Steve does. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying during the interview, Steve was like, hey, man, by the way, I beat your record? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love 8-Bit Steve. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. He's doing interviews like, yeah, I'm, I'm the world record. And Steve's like, actually, like, no, actually, I am? <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, you can listen to the Legend of Retro. You can go listen to the Pirate of the Dark that's, Water Legend of Retro episode, and he kind of explains it there. That's so. steel balls that our boy yeah. Steve just dropped on him. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's not helix. That's, that's competition. Well, if, if Steve's like, yeah, I cheated to do it. Oh, sure. But, yeah. but in, no, like, I don't know. You watch King of Kong, and this dude seems like a total heel. He seems like he seems like an egomaniac. Yeah, he does. Um, it seems like this is the only thing he has, you know, so, like, right. he has to hold on to it type deal. But I'm not good enough to be the best in the world at anything, so I know if I could. Except being Nazi kid. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Maybe uh, at, at a time I was the world's biggest Wolfenstein fan. That doesn't make me a Nazi kid. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'd still be able to put up like he might not be able to beat that score or get the same score, but like with those muscle memories and stuff, he should be able to just get put in front of a cabinet in front of a group of people that's like legit and be able to put up a decent score. That's well, I mean, close he this, put right? these scores up in 2010. It's not right. like, like I know he's been doing it since 1982 or whatever he said, but like he put those scores up. I don't. I guess I can't say recently, but pretty damn recently when it comes to. You know the age of this game type deal. So yeah, within I mean yeah, it's eight years. It's eight years. So I mean, but yeah, I, I would imagine that you should be able to prove, you should be able to prove this. So I don't know. Yeah. If not, like break the record again, like at least get close enough where we could be like, all right, you weren't faking it. Yeah, well, I guess maybe, but it's tough because you can't deny that this guy is one of the greatest Donkey Kong players in the world. Sure. So to have a run that that the that scores that high, it's it's grueling on your body because you have to play for an extremely long time. So it's it's mentally and physically very draining. Um, and it, it's sort of like the there's there, the way the barrels fall in the game is randomized. There is a great deal of luck to be able to get to. 
upper echelon scores in Donkey Kong. So yeah. it There's is a lot of RNG involved. Correct. Right. It, you know, so you you can't necessarily say, well, if you did it once, you should be do it be able to do it again. You might be able to say if you've done it once, you could reasonably think you might be able to get close again. Right. Well, maybe well that's can, what I'm saying. Like you know. if he get if I don't know what the I'm discrepancy. Saying, yeah. I don't know what the difference is between a standard million point uh, game, which you know for a while was supposed to be unheard of in Donkey Kong. I don't know what the difference is between a million point game and what Billy's record allegedly is supposed to be. I don't know if that's another uh, four hours of play, or I don't know if that's another uh, three hundred barrels you have to clear. I don't know what the discrepancy in the point breakdown is, but I bet to get to the alleged score that he has is. Well, once in a lifetime opportunity. What's for your most high player. score in Donkey Kong? Oh God, I- it's not good. I'm because I'm not good at the game because I'm not good at video games. Um, I plan on at the new house. I'm thinking about actually painting a uh, a, a, a because my my walls in the basement are uh, just concrete. I'm thinking about taking some of that chalk paint and painting, and I'm actually going to make scoreboards for when everyone comes over and gets retro games going. So I'll have I'll have a spot for the glitches contra score at my house. Yeah, yeah, he can come yeah. over, you know, and like uh, you know, high score yeah. for for some of those classic like arcade sign games. Sign your gaming achievement wall. Yeah, I I you know it, I think it'll be a cool thing for when the friends come over is uh, if you could put up a high score at my house, you get your name in chalk or on a whiteboard on the wall. Yeah. So that's something that I'm going to do. So I will I will record my own Donkey Kong scores that way, and then I can have uh, 8-Bit Steve come over and just... Ru- okay, scratch that. Steve, <laughs> you're not allowed to write scores on the wall. You'll have your own little subsection, 8-Bit Steve's like goals to try and reach. Yeah, you give not. everybody a piece of chalk, and then when the door, you just give Steve an eraser like here. Yeah, man. You, <laughs> hey, sorry, dude. You don't get to record them. But you, I thought that'd be something fun to do at my house kind of as a, as a little yeah. fun thing. So we'll We'll, we'll do that with Donkey Kong uh, for one of the first parties. We'll start recording scores at my house soon. Cool. Bring it on, Billy. All right, so last question here for Billy is that uh, do you think the the evidence that he's going to bring forward with with how, how transparent he wants to be and that he's withholding nothing, do you think uh, that he can get his scores uh, reestablished with Twin Galaxies? No. I, I, I don't think he will because... He sent in tapes that he recorded off-site, and that, that's been something he's done multiple times. This judge that says he, he's the one who corroborates Billy's story and says that he saw it already has been fallen from grace, whatever the, the word you'd use for that is. He's already been um, tainted as a, as a judge or as a referee for Twin Galaxy, I think, unfortunately, you know, like Jazzy says, well, if you did it once, you need to do it again. It needs to be. It needs to happen live. There, it needs to happen in a major gaming uh, arcade situation. Uh, that's the only way. If he could at least get close, you could then say maybe. But I, I think he needs to do it again. That's the only way he can uh, fully exonerate himself. Man, didn't this place have security cams or something? Like something had to catch this in an ar- okay a disabled, security camera in, a, in an arcade happened to be able to fully make out what's going on on the screen of the Donkey Kong machine. Probably not. Probably, but, probably not. Well, there's hope because again, allegedly his tape was recording it. So you know, it, if he's as big of a greaseball as you says he is, I haven't seen this uh, King of Kong uh, movie or whatever it is. He'll he'll get it. Yeah, they'll. He'll get it reinstated. I don't know because he's because he's greasy and he'll figure out a way to make it happen. So the thing about Twin Galaxies is it's an it's an old school entity. It's a, you know it's it's the the body oh, that yeah. that that records arcade game scores. Uh, they need to keep their credibility, otherwise they'll be dead. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing is that by giving it back, I think I think Twin Galaxy looks in the idea of like by giving it back to them to him. Does it? 
is it good for business, right? Like, can they spin this where it's going to give them hype? Or or does this or does it get to that point where he submits so much evidence that they kind of are like, wow, if we don't do this, our credibility gets hit? Like, that's how it's going to happen. It's going to all happen on the fact that Twin Galaxies will be like, we have to or we don't because of ourselves, not because we care about Billy. If people are smart, if people involved with King of Kong are smart, they're already calling all these guys like, dude, we're doing a sequel. We're gonna we're gonna give Billy his redemption. See if he can and uh, to you know get his score back. They need to be documenting this because I would love to see a, a follow up sequel. Yeah, with document it, film it. Eighties montage music in the background. You guys have to watch that movie. It is one of the best video game documentaries there is. It's it's an excellent story. Do you have it? I, I actually don't own a copy of it. Let me get on Amazon and find out how much a copy is because yeah, I would. I, do, I would. I I've would always wanted own. to watch it. I for, and I missed it completely. When but. I watched it, I uh, my sister in law. The last time I saw it, my sister-in-law had uh, actual real like discs, the Netflix discs she used to oh, order, wow. and she's like, "Oh, I can get it that way for you." That was the that was my second time viewing it. Yeah, and and those for those of you that don't uh, that aren't watching live, uh, the picture of Billy Mitchell, he's got some he's got some nice hair going on. So uh, Twitch chat fake uh, fake hair. Al- Alistair plays um, basically came in and said the barrels are full of hair product, and that's why you can get the high score. That makes sense. That makes sense when you look up a picture of this guy. All right, but we got to move on. We're, we're spending too much time on, on Billy here. So we're going to move on to our next topic. Topic number two, Nintendo Magazine confirms that Pokemon on Switch will be Generation 8. And I don't think this is, like, mind-blowing, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But it is news, and I wanted to talk about it because we got a lot of Pokemon uh, fans here, big big fans. Um, and from, from Pokemon Go to traditional Pokemon, um, we, we cover a, a lot of that area. So, basically, this all happened from a post on Twitter. Uh, the images were showing segments of the Spanish edition of the magazine. The small section talking about Pokemon for Switch indicates that we will see the eighth generation of the series and that the Pokemon company uh, are rethinking the saga to surprise fans with new mechanics. Uh, it also mentions that the games will arrive in 2018 or later, although, you know, we, we already knew that. So, um, but yeah, the, they can't arrive in 2017. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's, yeah. that's the least statement of a statement. Oh, yeah. it'll arrive sometime this year or later. Yeah. So, I mean, basically eighth <laughs> gen, eighth gen can mean a lot of things to us, right? Obviously it's going to mean a potential, a new region. Uh, so do we have any, as far as the, the Pokemon experts here, uh, Deadite and, and uh, testonomics, do we, are we getting any idea, any guess? Like, obviously, there's no hints to this, but any guess on what kind of region we're looking at here? It's not going to be another island. It's not going to be, or is it? Or are we talking, you know, a more traditional big, I mean, it's a Switch, right? Could this be the biggest Pokemon game we've ever seen? I mean, Pokemon has traditionally, you know, it's been a, you know, you can look back and see things. This is based on France. You know, this is based on uh, different islands in Japan and things like that. Um, I'd like to see, you know, it's always been kind of water focused at one point, but with the size and the capacity of the switch, like what if we almost get a representation of an, an entire continent, like North America from Canada to Mexico and have just like this big land mass that you can go through um, and really explore the region, um, a very, very diverse region. Yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of thinking is like, could we get that? I don't know. The dogs are losing their minds right now, guys. So if you hear them, I apologize. But um, I don't know what 
to expect, but that that idea of like a giant open world would be definitely a mechanic changer. It would definitely give you that that uh, you know take Pokemon and like could it do for Pokemon what Zelda did with Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Think of it that way. I Absolutely mean, not. <laughs> I, I think I think anybody who's thinking way too outside the box for what we can expect from from game pre, game freaks with this iteration, um, they're going to be let down. I think we're going to see uh, a very similar battle mechanic, um, a, a similarly linear uh, story, you know, story quest progression. Um, just because doing an open world, um, thinking about the progression of your um, of the trainers you battle and how those are all level set, um, they'd have to redefine an algorithm to really vary those levels if you could go anywhere at any time. So I think we're not going to see anything too far outside the box. Um, no, just let the trainer kick your ass like in any other open world. Like you come up to a monster that's heavy for you, you leave that area. Man, yeah, that's a super good point. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> yeah, you still have those barriers. They're, they're, you know, it's yeah. not a physical linear line, but you have those barriers that if you go somewhere you don't belong, you're not going to win. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so you, you just, go into yeah. like leveled sections of this continent. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I would, for me, like I'm a Pokemon fan, but I find that uh, you know now nowadays I'll pick up, I've picked up all the newer Pokemon games, and I and I enjoy them, but I just, I just, they're, they're. It's just more of the same to me, and I'm ready. I'm ready for for that evolution. I'm ready for a change, and I think something like like a Breath of the Wild style change would would just reignite Pokemon Fire for sure. I just I and this is gonna be maybe because of my age, but I just want it to be more adult. Like well, you're not kids, gonna, yeah. You're not gonna well, get that. The, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying in the fact of like if you literally made. Uh, Breath of the Wild Pokemon, where it's 3D, open world, and then you could, like, do cool... Like, I don't want to, like, comb my, my Pokemon's hair. I want to be able to, like, take it to the breeder, yeah. and then take another different different Pokemon to the breeder, and then breed them, and then it comes up with a brand new, like, crossbreed Pokemon. Yeah, but... Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think they're going to do that. It takes away some of the marketability of Pokemon... You know, if you have unlimited combinations, it makes it harder to merchandise and, like, actually, like, control the series. Yeah. Now, we did have a question from uh, Sashin in the Twitch chat, which was, what do you think um, the, the the starters, you know, the three starters are going to be? So, I, I think he was asking about names, but I'm not worried about, let's not do names, let's do, um, I don't know, like, Styles like you have any like obviously uh, last gin we had an owl like a, uh, a, a what a, a, a sea lion and, a and yeah a so what is something you'd want to see in in that you know water fire grass type for mm. starters do you have something do you have something come on Tess you got to have something I mean if it comes to you know, theorizing Pokemon stuff I mean almost every animal that you can think of has been captured in some capacity at this point. Sure. So you would really need to, I, I think we're going to see a little bit more um, kind of out of the box, like wild, not quite your, you're not going to a horse, a dog, and a monkey. Like it's not going to be that straightforward. I think they might go, I don't know, a little bit more advanced. I've got nothing off the top of my head. I think we're going to be surprised with what Game Freaks comes up with this time. Um, and I'm, I'm, but I'm not holding my breath for anything. I want a fire bear. That's, starter. That's what I want. Um, very Tibbers. <laughs> yeah. 
Honestly, what I think they could do is they could play into, especially since it is Japanese rich, they could play into like the whole cultural thing, and you almost have these three like baby dragons, and it's just one of each color, and then they grow into a different looking dragon. So you'd have your grass dragon, your fire dragon, your water dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they. I think due to variety, they never. I don't think they yeah. go down that road because they they've done that with uh, what, what are the uh, the, the monkeys? Mo- the monkeys, yes. Man, those monkeys suck. Yeah, right. They've done that where they all look the same and they're just different colors. Like I like your additional idea of that they evolve and maybe down different trees so they look different, right? Which they didn't do with the monkeys. But um, what are they called? Simseer, Panseer. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's seer, poor, and yeah. sage. Yeah. Um, can I? Can I? Can I call my shot right now? So in November, when these games come out or whatever, you guys can be like, "Wow!" Oh, well, actually, at E3 when the trailer trailer drops, you guys can all be like, "Wow!" I heard it first from Deadite. Is this for a starter, or is this something different? Something different. Okay, go for it. Uh, the region where the game will be based will be based off the Mediterranean. It's going to be like Greece, uh, Italy, like it's going to be like that region of the world. It's going to be Mediterranean. Okay. Yeah. Again, in the chat, we we were talking about that they've done Japan, France, New York, and Hawaii. So you know, um, what could be next? I think yeah, that's that's actually a really good uh, a really good bet. So cool. It'd be I'd a fun, love to it'd see. Be a fun place to play. I'd love to see. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a starter because you already have Squirtle as a, as a starting turtle. But I would love to see a really cool um, soft shell. Soft shell style turtle Pokemon, like that's something that I always thought. Soft shell turtles um, with the long necks. Okay, so they're they're basically these. Super, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, know about animals. Super thin shells, and they're like velvet, right? They're super soft, and then they have these long necks, like you know, and these snouts that kind of remind you of like pigs, but they're extended out. Um, and when they when they break the water, right? They they bury themselves in the sand and they just extend their neck, yeah, and so like they kind of look like alligators yeah, yeah. at the top of the water breaking out. They're really cool. Um, I think you could make a really cool Pokemon out of it, and that'd be something I'd like to see. More, more owls, uh, more owls, more uh, always. Owls. Yeah, always. I mean, I take owls all day long. I'm gonna throw out there a starting Pokemon that doesn't get enough love. I love Torterra. <laughs> Can I just the, can, the big the big grass tortoise? Yeah, I love that Pokemon. I love that you know tur- Turtwig all the way up to Tortera. Oh, Tess, Tess just pulls up pictures of Tortera yeah, already. Yeah, for he's me. already. Yeah, he's over I there. Love, he's over there beating Pokemon. it to Tortera. That's one of that's one of my. It's for sure top twenty favorite Pokemon. Uh, just another shout out to the Twitch chat. Chop Snyder, the again the host from the Legend of Retro podcast, wants to uh, he wants a terrorist Pokemon. What? Yeah, why, no, did, I, why did you say that on the show? <laughs> because I pull I pull weird things. That that was one of the strangest comments I've seen to, uh, so far tonight. So there you go. Everybody gets one. You think they'll try to drop something that could rival Pikachu? They always do. They always say every every generation rival? has a, has a new electric like mouse. in popularity. Like, like in yeah, like it's the new like cooler than Pikachu is the Ash. Oh, I mean, I think that's a battle you'll never win, but they tr- you're right, they try. They try. I-, I don't even know if they try anymore, honestly. Now it's just like, here's like a different version of Pikachu. Because <laughs> you have Pachirisu, <laughs> yeah. you have uh, Plusle and Minin or whatever their <laughs> What's names the are. the one that's like super depressing and wants to be Pikachu? Mimikyu! Yeah, I mi- love Mimikyu. Yeah. Like that one's sweet, but like also super sad because it's like a ghost Pokemon, right? That just wants to be like Pikachu or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, super sad, but... Cool at the same time, um, I don't know, man. That's that's a good uh, maybe, but I, but I, 
that's the face of Pokemon. I mean, he, he's yeah. everywhere. So, plus Raichu's sweet. Alolan Raichu's sweet. That too. Alolan Raichu is really sweet. All right, so um, make him pink, and it'll be Pinkachu. Do you have a sound effect for that? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, Where's the shot? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, we don't know a whole lot that's going on with uh, with this until E3 in June, but uh, we'll, we'll revisit this in just a couple months. But I think it's. Uh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited that we're going to be able to put hundreds of hours into a Switch version of Pokemon. I don't know why you need to get about, excited about something you're going to play for like 4.5 hours and then drop. Like because the that's, what I do with all, who, that's what I do with all my games. So who cares? I can get excited if I want. Let me play the games the way I want to play them, okay? <laughs> why well, gotta be a bully over here, huh? See, see the, the, I'm going to call the bully hunters. That first gym badge is so difficult to get that he just gives up. <laughs> no, I get the first one. It's just after that, I'm like, well, fuck this. It's the same shit over and over again. I, I got one. I'm good. I don't know what the bully hunters are, but I'm not concerned about someone that's out hunting bullies. You should be. You I'm should not. be. I'm not. I'm not getting into. We're not getting into it today. I don't look know what up. It is. Look up bully hunters and read the article. What's going on right now? It's primarily around CS:GO right now. I don't want to know anything about anything involving CS:GO. Next topic. EA is in the news again, and uh, this was a, this is a little bit interesting to me. But uh, it's a quote. Basically, it's clear to us that players <laughs> players see the company differently. Than we do. No. Says EA president. Shit, EA. No <laughs> shit. So, in a recent executive reshuffle at EA, Patrick Soland, or sorry, Soderland, uh, who previously headed up EA's worldwide studios, was named chief design officer. Uh, with the recent controversy over. Obviously, microtransactions and loot boxes in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Basically, the president's come out and said, EA knows that we made mistakes, and it's it's management's responsibility to correct them. Quoted, I'd be lying to you if I said that what's happening with Battlefront and what's happening with everything surrounding loot boxes and these things haven't had an effect on EA as a company and an effect on us as management. This was told to The Verge in, a, in an interview. As a result, looking not to repeat these mistakes, the game, uh, and this starts with the monetization practices, will uh, be changing in the upcoming games. We have taken significant steps as a company to review and understand the mechanics around monetization, loot boxes, and other things in our games before they go to market. For games that come next, and this is where it got good, for games that come next, for Battlefield or for Anthem, players have made it very clear that we can't afford to make similar mistakes and we won't. Sutherland promises to change what players don't like, but he also is aware of EA's image among players today, which is the quote that we said it is clear to us that players see the company differently than we do. Uh, And in that situation, as a member of an executive team, as the guy who runs all of the studios, I have to take it seriously. So, 
This is obviously a huge thing that Battlefront 2 backfired in a way no one could have anticipated. These things always anger, um, these types of things always anger players and uh, put, but the mainstream attention they received this time, whether in the form of world governments looking into whether loot boxes constitute gambling or lawmakers in the U.S. itself set, setting out to prevent games with loot boxes from being sold to anyone under the age of 21 has been shocking to EA. Uh, Battlefront 2 re-added microtransactions in a patch released before the um, just recently, and it's only limited to cosmetic items. Uh, Dice removed the randomized loot box elements, meaning you only be will be paying for what you want. So, I'm not gonna lie; I'm just tired of hearing about this shit. Yeah, like I, here's <laughs> what it is. Here's here's basically this whole article wrapped up in a nutshell. EA goes. Uh, we don't know how to deal with this anymore, so they take this guy and they go, here, you're promoted, and they throw him in front of a crowd of people that's like got pitchforks and, and f- torches and shit at the front of EA's door. And like a deer in headlight, he, go, he goes, uh, yeah, uh, this shit looks bad, we're not going to do it again. And then runs back into the EA building. Like, that's the whole article, which is the same thing they've been saying for, like, the last 17 articles. (laughs) Well, see, I don't think they, like, it's not even that they run out of the building. It's that they invited us into the building to be like, so we realize that you guys see us differently than we see us. And we're all looking around like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. Like. Forever ago, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like this guy goes on a murderous rampage and just stabs like a bunch of people to death, and then everyone thinks you're a monster. You're like, guys, I just realized you guys think I'm a murderous monster yeah. after I stabbed all those people. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you thought of me like that. As he's standing there stabbing another person, yeah, like, Ugh, I yeah. didn't realize you guys think yeah. that I'm a murderer. Exactly. But the person at EA that's talking to us is not just standing there talking. Like he invited us into his house, and he's not just standing there talking to us. He's like swimming through his money like Scrooge McDuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's counting it. He's like, he's like, you don't trust me. He's just got these wads. He's like, I understand you guys. You know, you look at us different, different than. We do be like yeah, how much money? suit made of like blowing his nose on hundreds. <laughs> yeah, how much, excuse me, one second, guys. <laughs> here, here, that's uh, that's just go buy some more loot boxes. Some like poor, <laughs> yeah, some, some kid poor kid goes up, goes, he has my pennies to have a new helmet. Give me your <laughs> it's my money. Smashing piggy banks of little kids. Yeah, <laughs> give me your loot. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, obviously, obviously, the the comments are ridiculous. Um. I just again, it makes you feel that some of these companies, their this their perception of the gaming industry and just gamers in general, like what do you like? What? Why do you even come out and open your mouth sometimes? Like you just insert foot here and you just eat, you just chew on your dirty ass sole of your shoe over and over again. Like and like, I'm glad you came out and you dropped. The only reason we're talking about this is because you actually came out and dropped the word anthem. Okay, yeah. you dropped the word that I, I talk about that. You dropped the only thing I care about right now, which is Whew. the word anthem. And Whew. you said, and and in that same sentence, you were like, "We are not gonna do to anthem what we did to our other games." And that to me is like, okay, listen, you've kicked me in the dick seven times. I mean, I'm probably never gonna have children ever in my life. But I really want anthem, so I'm gonna let you wind up one more time. 
And I swear to God, if you kick me in the dick for the eighth time, we're done. Like I'm like 2K at that point. I, I'm, like, I like that. I'm like Deadite when it comes to 2K. We are done. I will not support EA ever again. I like the idea of Grim standing spread leg, <laughs> yeah. like arms ready for it. And it's like, okay, you got your shot. You can either kick me in the dick or we can be boys. And, and EA's just winding up like, oh, you stupid man. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. That, 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 yeah. that steel toe is coming right for your cash and yeah. prizes. Oh, yeah. My testicles might be hanging out of my mouth by the time this is done. But I really, <laughs> really want uh, Anthem to be the game that, that I you know that I thought Destiny 2 was going to be. That won't be if, the first or last time you have testicles hanging out of your mouth. I've been teabagged thousands of times. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I knew it was. I knew it was gonna get used at some point this episode. I've been teabagged thousands of times. It's a fact, people. It's a fact. I've been teabagged thousands of times. Also, a fact when you put it in that voice. If you want reference to that to that quote, you need to go listen to Gamezilla Alpha's last episode called "Teabagging Controversy." I've been teabagged. Thousands of times. <laughs> it's your new favorite button, isn't it? Oh yeah. my god! I am listening to Games of Alpha at work and have an epiphany as soon as you say it. I'm like, oh, oh, like I'm like panicking. Like I need to, I need to get to a computer that has a dish, and I need to record this right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have never said that. <laughs> so I didn't even have to do it. Chops did it for me while I was at work. I was thanks, Chops. So, Thank I was so you. panicked about getting that ready for the show. Chops was like, oh. I'm already sending it over with multiple clips. If EA <laughs> it's gonna be remixed judged next week. to Anthem what they did to Battlefield 2, or Battlefront 2, sorry, or Battlefield 2, whichever one you want to pick, I will have to go play Destiny again. And at that point, fuck you, EA. Well, I, I, first of all, if EA comes out and even tries to do what they did to, Battle, to Battlefield or Battlefront 2, <laughs> like th at that point you're right like EA has no like you might as well be running it with like I don't know chimps like I don't, I don't know like anything anybody can run EA at this point clearly no one knows what they're doing the, the top comment to this article is EA seems like a little child that doesn't know better they seriously don't come off to me as being that super evil mega corporation but just a company that has no clue whatsoever and that's exactly true like they are just idiotic when it comes to this so if they do that to anthem they're just they like like yes they like kicking me in the dick but i guess they also like to kick themselves in the dick that's that's all i can that's all i can think it's not going to um it's not going to go well for them so yeah uh and you're i won't have to go back to destiny i'll, I'll go back to play the division and i'll have the division fair. and i'll have the division two by then fair so you know like at that point you have to nail this because Destiny 2 failed, so yes, you delayed your game and you're really trying to ramp it up and get ready, but you now you have Ubisoft that has fixed their game, has a brand new one coming out, and like you're like you're just you can't you can't dick around. You have an EA has a huge opportunity here to land a blockbuster game that people are dying for. And you need to and you need to uh, you know land it with a as smooth as possible launch. 
and then also show that you can build properly without destroying your game like Bungie has done and even Ubisoft did with the division and had to had to fix it. Try to actually yeah. have a smooth launch and a gradual positive build of your game and you will be the king instantly. Well, the industry's put the ball on a tee for them. Like Destiny 2 is a flop. Halo 5 for most people if they weren't competitive multiplayer was a flop. Like even Titanfall 2 like came and died real quick. Like all of these games are just like not making strides. Destiny 2 like they're just not making strides in the industry like their initial games did. Well, Titanfall, so, Titanfall One actually did worse than like Titanfall Two actually did okay, right? That's, but it also but, wasn't but, but, Titanfall One wasn't exclusive. That's true to a system that wasn't winning the battle, right? That's why I said like came and went. Like yeah. I kind of put them off in their other thing where it's like it was better, but it's still like I don't I don't feel like it caught on as big yeah, as let's say Destiny One did. Yeah, but the problem with Titanfall is that Titanfall yes it has multiplayer, but it but it was driven by a story that got really high marks. And so it's just, when I look at that, I think of a game like, I don't know, God of War, where it's like, you're going to play through that story, and then, holy shit, did that just happen? <laughs> I think it just Did that happened. just happen? Can you confirm that over there, video guy? <laughs> I just, did you just see what I saw? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, um, guys, sorry for the break in the show, but we just received a, uh, a gazebo donation from the Ninja Carter, correct? Yeah. For a thousand dollars. I'm gonna. Wow. I'm not. I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I can accept that. <laughs> you have to accept it. Um, it's called crowdfunding. Home. <laughs> yeah. So housewarming party. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let Tess do his job over there. The PayPal. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, uh, we'll we'll figure that. Uh, wow. Um, thank you, Ninja Carter. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Holy hell. <sighs> okay. Thank um, you. Thank. Wow. I, whoo, I don't even really. Guys, uh, we never had that happen my, on stream. My before. brain's melting down. It's never happened on stream before. <laughs> okay. Nerd barbecue at uh, Dennis' house this yeah, year. Right? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy. Um, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get. We do have to keep the show going. Okay. Uh, uh, what were topic we four. Um, <laughs> I, ha I had a point that I was gonna make that didn't involve me making fun of you involving tea bags. Um, I can't remember. Just play the tea bag sound effect one more time. Uh, Let's just do it. I've been tea bagged thousands of times. I've been tea thousands of times. Good. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. That, I think yep. we can get back on track now. All right. Uh, oh. Oh. One of the things, okay, we were talking about how Titanfall wasn't successful. Titanfall 2 wasn't successful. We mentioned this when it came out. It came out right around the time that Call of Duty and other like established releases were coming out. If Titanfall 2 would have been a spring release, it may have been a much more successful video game. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, plus, I mean, let's be honest with Titanfall 2, you had to, you had to prove you were better than Titanfall 1. Titanfall 1 was a failure in most people's eyes, where Destiny 1 may have started off rough, but by the end of it, people loved it, Destiny 1. So Destiny 2 was an expectation. You had to be as good as Destiny 1 was. So it was a little bit different when it came to Titanfall. And I think Anthem, you know, Anthem's, it's a clean slate. You're throwing something out there that could be a Horizon Zero Dawn. It could be that type yeah. of game that just, you know, takes, takes off. 
but it's coming from a developer that has Dragon Age, that has the old, you know, Star Wars Old Republic, that has Mass Effect. So, so you have that that pedigree that you can sit back and say, man, if I if I had a company that was going to make this game that I'm excited about, this would be one of them. This would definitely be a guy yeah. in the running that I would want to make this game. So it's honestly a second know. chance of Destiny Two for me. Like it everything is, I yeah. wanted out of Destiny Two, this developer could do with Anthem. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still um, yeah. I'm still processing things. My right over here. arm hurts. Is that good? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's your left arm that we're worried I about. Saw, so. I saw. It for, I saw. My guy, guys. I saw the message. We just stared for a minute. Like, wait, yep. wait, wait. What? <laughs> All right. Um, we'll talk more about that in the post show. Let's let's try to get through the news here and keep this together. Next topic. <laughs> Sega has made some uh, made some announcements here. They just had an event in Japan, the uh, Sega FES event, um, Financial Education Services FES event. Do not. <laughs> I have to edit that out. You do not bring that evil upon us. Don't plug any of that. Old job ignore, that we used to be Ignore at. what he just said. Yeah, if you got bad credit. I've been teabagged <laughs> thousands of times. At FES. <laughs> Anyways, Sega FBS event in Japan. The company announced uh, a new initiative to bring classic games, including Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star, Thunder Force 2, to the Nintendo console, the Nintendo Switch console, under the label Sega Ages. Uh, as reported by Polygon, over 15 games from Sega's library of classics will be released on the Nintendo Switch eShop in Japan. Um, and as of today was confirmed they will be making it to the West. So we will be receiving these in summer 2018, this year. You know, when I first read this article, I was like, oh, great, more shit we're not going to get. And then you gave me the other article, and I was like, damn you, Grim, you set me up for that, you son of a bitch. Well, to be fair, that was the initial story, was that we weren't <laughs> getting it. Right. And then as I'm like continuously continually like scrubbing for articles, I go, oh, we are getting it. <laughs> so uh, with the official reveal, uh, confirmation that Alex Kidd and Ground Gain are, are also joining the lineup, Sega has now officially confirmed Sega Ages uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch in the West sometimes of, sometime in the summer of 2018. I'm on Fantasy Zone. Yep, and we've uh, we've previously re- uh, reported the first five games are Alex Kidd in Miracle World, Ground Game, Sonic the Hedgehog, Thunder Force 4, and Fantasy Star, the original Fantasy Star. Can we get the Master System version of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, more... more no, s- it runs as smooth as sandpaper. No, uh, no official price points yet, but more details I'm sure will be uh, released here again, probably at E3. Uh, this is so. These are cool. I'm really I'm excited that we're seeing this hit the hit the switch. But it brought up a talking point for us: is that does Sega Ages announcement mean that the Virtual Console is dead? The Virtual Console that we've all been hoping for, that we've all been wondering if uh, you know when we were going to hear about it. Is this a sign that at least the virtual console that we can envision that we've seen in the past on the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS is is we're not getting it. It is not coming, and that's why companies like Sega, Neo Geo, and all these companies are happily releasing these games on the regular eShop that we know on the Switch because they've already been told they're not getting a a, a secondary market you know marketplace on the Switch. I think 
what this this points to is the the virtual council is not going to include these other developers. It's going it's, to be strictly Nintendo or you know there there could be some other developers that are in on it, but we we are confident that there is going to be a a streaming or subscription as, aspect to the Nintendo Switch virtual console when we get it. If that's going to be you it's like Game Pass where you have unlimited play um, of a, a large library of games, or if it's like a rotating, you subscribe, you can, you have access to these couple games per month. We don't know, but I think either A, Nintendo is not including Sega, Neo Geo, and some of these other classic developers, or B, the amount of money that they were offered as part of this deal, compensation for those titles, was not adequate, and these companies are like, listen, uh, we value our intellectual property enough where we do not want to participate in whatever the virtual console is going to be, and we're going to make our own money uh, by, you know, we're still going to release things on the eShop. And in recent in recent talk, I've heard rumors swirling around. I don't think it was touched on recently on this show or uh, you know, Games of Alpha hasn't touched on it. I know I don't know if the retro guys have, but there's rumors Sega might be considering getting back into the console race. Yeah, so they would definitely not want to agree to putting their classic intellectual properties and classic titles into a Nintendo Virtual Console, um, you know, subscription when they may be launching their own system. Their they own. may be launching something on their own. So it could be a protection of what Sega's already developed in the past um, or you know it could just simply mean we're we're not going to get the Wii Virtual Console we're not going to get that uh, array of classic titles spanning Neo Geo and uh, uh, the Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. And Sega, we're not going to see that variety. It's going to be much more strictly Nintendo. I could easily see Nintendo being like, this is a Nintendo Virtual Console. Especially since the Switch has promoted the whole third, third-party third development, and you're seeing all of these other platforms like Bethesda and stuff like that bring their games to the Switch. Having Nintendo still be able to hold on to the nostalgia of, we are Nintendo, here's our Virtual Console. Like, yeah, I, I mean, easily see I really like think that. I really think that um, that we could be seeing like a Game Pass, right? We've talked about this Xbox Game Pass or whatever. I really it could be going down that road. And then that I brought up the fact that maybe um, maybe that <laughs> the I'm sorry, I'm, I'm struggling here to focus Um Oh, that that the payout, right? Like if I'm Sega or whatever, and I'm going to put my games on your platform where you are taking five dollars a month from every mem- every user that plays that pays for Nintendo Online, the cut, you know, what what's the cut? Am I only getting thirty percent, or you know, it's only fifty fifty, and it's not good enough for me? I'd rather put my own game out for six bucks on the eShop, and 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 I get a better cut. I get a better, you know cut of of the uh, revenue that way I, who knows because we don't know the business model when it comes to uh putting games on the switch right now we've heard a lot of people are like it's their number one focus at pax east everyone was like yeah and we're getting we're, we're pushing we're real hard to get switch. on the switch we're, working we're hoping on the switch. we're hoping nintendo gives us a pass on the first try like so we've heard we've it's it, they've made it seem like it's not super difficult but there are hoops to jump through and it did seem like the cost was 
was rather high. You know, like some of these people that were using Kickstarter and stuff, their 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 stretch goal to be able to submit for Switch was like an extra ten k. Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was pretty large. Uh, that that plays right into who Nintendo is. True, yeah. You know, absolutely. so it's it's not at all surprising that Nintendo is going to charge a premium for you even to get the opportunity to put your game on their platform, which you would hope would weed out some of the trash. But go ahead and get on the virtual console. There's some good. There's a lot of really good looking stuff on there, but there's also stuff that comes out every week. You're like, oh boy, that uh, that looks unplayable. Um, yeah, so I think we'll see. You know, I think this definitely is a tell. I think it's a tell in some way that uh, in two months here, when we're at E3, we are going to be getting some definitive answers to the questions we've had. Because Meh. no, I think we will. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I hope we will. Here's the deal: if 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 Sega doesn't know, why why like it just to me seems like if I'm going to go and announce that I'm going to bring 15 games to the Switch. Via the eShop, you right. you know something, you know something. If you're going to come out and blurt those words right now, in the sense of like, well, if I didn't know anything about Virtual Console and that I'm going to wait for Nintendo to tell me something type deal because it might be better for my company, then I might I'm I'm going to wait sixty days. Okay, we're talking we're talking two months. Like instead, they came out and dropped this news, which tells me they know something we don't, or they're equally sick of waiting. I don't think so. They, they would have Again, to. They they would, would have yeah, to there would have to be something backing yeah. it. But um, a, a side note: our last piece of news. It is confirmed. Ninja Carter, one thousand dollar donation to the gazebo. Wow. Yep. So it is confirmed. Thank. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. You're. That's that's at, w- way too kind. It's mind blowing. Honestly, that's super kind. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Man. Whew. As far as uh, tests here, it's saying that Ninja Carter may have killed Grimlock. It, 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 I'm, uh, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I did not see that coming. All right. Um, so that's been our news. That's our attack on the news. For this and much more, you want to visit GameZillaMedia.com. And you can check out all the podcasts. You can check out the blog. You can uh, see when people are streaming, like myself, Jazzy Fiddle, Test- Testonomics, the face of Switch. If you're looking for all that going on, where's his face? I don't see it. Where's his face of Switch? I'm struggling. Okay, yeah, he's struggling too. <laughs> We're all struggling. Yeah, face of Switch. You can you can catch all of our um, announcements and everything right on our website, uh, or find us on social media, and and uh, you know you'll be able to read all of our articles and everything else. But uh, uh, without without further ado, I think we need to uh, we need to get into our next segment. All right, we are preparing to pitch things to our man in the field live from the Overwatch League. We're going to send it over to eSports. Jesse Fiddle reporting live from the field. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh, my God, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it. Damn. Gr- Grimlock. Deadite, can you hear me? Uh, y- y- yep, yep. Can you hear me? It's a little loud am, in there. A little yeah. loud. I am live in Blizzard Arena, Los Angeles, where I'm going to give you some updates on some Overwatch scores. I'm going to try to do it on the down low because I probably shouldn't be broadcasting what the scores are in their arena. It's kind of <laughs> what they get paid for out here, but I'm going to try to sneak it in. Let me grab my notes because I dropped them on the floor. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was like a security guard. Hold on. All right. So this past week, we have only two undefeated teams in the Overwatch League. The Los Angeles Valiant, 4-0. They went 2-0 on the weekend, beating the Dallas Fuel. Who doesn't beat the Dallas Fuel nowadays? Seems like Dallas Fuel's struggling. Well, not not only not only do they, uh, do, from what I've heard, uh, they also fire and uh, and punish all their players and and, and faculty. Yeah, m- more 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 people got fired. I'm sure um, that's not confirmed, but it's probably it probably happened. It's Dallas Fuel. Um, they also beat the San Francisco Shock, which was a shocker. Just saying, throwing it out there. <laughs> you can do what you want with it. I don't know. But also the Boston Uprising. <laughs> I Wait, Jazzy feel- Fiddle, Jazzy Fiddle. I, I just, I we're watching the feed of you right now, and I have to say, is the lady right to, to the, uh, you know, t- to the side of you? Is she okay? Oh, over here. She looks this to be right very here. not yeah. interested I've been in the event. i poking her with my notebook for the past four hours. She hasn't moved. She's either in shock and all of the actual games going on right now, or she could be dead. I don't know, but the Boston Uprising are the other team that is 4-0, also going 2-0 this week. They beat the New York Excelsior, don't have a cool pun for that one, and also the Florida Mayhem, also not a cool pun for that one. They need better names, that's all I got to say about that. Now if you uh, just hold on one minute, I'm just going to teleport really quick here, hold on. All right, now! No, nothing but the finest special effects for our, for our Twitch viewing audience. We have we have Linda Carter, that Wonder Woman. was amazing! We have Wonder Woman here in the studio. That, that was amazing. How did you do it? I don't know what you're talking about. I teleported into the EU LCS studio in Berlin, Germany. I don't know how to speak German, so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get kicked out of here. So, uh, I'm going to report on the MSI League of Legends tournament that's going on very soon here. Starts May 3rd, the play-in stage. That's not that soon. It's pretty soon. In league, in league years, that's like almost two weeks. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, the knockout stage will happen on May 18th. We have some teams that are going to be on MSI. For those of you who don't know who MSI is, pick up a book, all right? It's all over the internet. League of Legends, biggest game in the world. Do you have a publication you'd recommend? What I, sort of book? No. no. Like, is it the library? Search League of Legends on Google. You'll probably find something, all right? The teams coming into the MSI, we have from Korea, Kingzone Dragon X. From China, TBD. Don't know what that team is, but they're probably going to be determined at some point in the near future. <laughs> From Europe, we've got Fnatic. From the NALCS, Team Liquid, represent your boys. Go, go, got go, the jersey go, go. right now. Hashtag TR You can't hear me because I'm yelling. Not in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, from Taiwan, we have got 
the uh, the TBD. This team's everywhere, man. I don't know. They're they're coming out of China. They're coming out of Taiwan. TBD. It sounds like they're going to be playing multiple regions in this tournament. I don't know. From Southeast Asia, we've got Ascension Gaming, Brazil, Kaboom Esports. We got from the LCL Gambit Gaming. We heard of them before. They did awful in the last World's Tournament. Shout out Gambit for making it somewhere again. Uh, Japan, we've got Pentagram Gaming from Whoa, Latin that's America. evil Pentagram. sounding. Yeah. Pentagram Gaming. You should see their symbol. It's a square. <laughs> 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 That's not true. That's not true, is it? No. no oh, I meant that. I meant <laughs> Good I joke. Good comedy. That's, yeah, that's a German joke. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> in Latin America North, we got TBD. This team's everywhere. I don't know what they're going to be doing. But uh, they, they, what if TBD plays TBD? We don't know. <laughs> Latin America. It's a draw. Latin America South, we got Chaos Latin Gamers. We heard of them before. Also didn't do go so well in the last world's tournament. Uh, we got from Oceania the Direwolves. Turkey, you guessed it right. TBD. <laughs> all the way from the Hello Vietnam, we've got the Evos Esports. That's it for esports gaming. Back to you guys in the studio. I've been teabagged thousands of times. <laughs> oh, let's give it up. Let's give it up. Oh my goodness. Ah. Uh. Wow. <laughs> that was the literally the finest work Jazzy Fiddle has ever put put ever. on on this program. Ever. The finest work. Guys, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened to Jazzy? That was great. <laughs> You had like a moment of clairvoyance and everything was just straight line to you. That was golden. All right. Well. And if esports is not your thing and you like old school video games, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday where Craig WK puts on some magic and Chops is there as well. And they take you on a journey in history. It's time for Muster Bust. Oh, I wasn't even ready. Fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust? It's real simple. Uh, God of War, Must, and Nintendo Labo, if you want to watch it live, Testonomics, the face of Switch, it's going to be live in this studio, streaming it, and uh, yeah, yeah. He he's saying hey he's saying no now, but that's why you that's why you the the listeners the viewers right now on Twitch you need to let him know you want you want this stream you want to watch him build this play it and it needs to be done live here in the studio. And you have to do it because Grim said you were and he promised I could use crayons. <laughs> I did tell him that. I, I did. I did. Would you? Be more likely to stream it if I convince Pokeyel to come stream Labo with you. 100%. <laughs> we, might, we might be able to talk her into doing that. Wait, do I still get to use the crayons? Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I feel like a test slash Pokeyel live stream would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so yeah. Anyways, God of War comes out uh, four twenty on Friday, and uh, so does Nintendo Labo. Same day. Those are your those are your two big releases. Nothing else that's huge coming out this week. But I, I think everyone's kind of staying away from uh, God of War and uh, and even Nintendo's big announcement. So those are your two. I think they're both a must in the sense of just fun. And uh, God, of, I cannot wait for God of War. I think that will be. Um, 
I think I'll be streaming that. So if you're not planning on playing God of War so that I don't ruin the story for you, you can come hang out and uh, and watch that on stream. I cannot wait for Grimm to marathon through the 25-hour alleged campaign of God of War so I can borrow his copy. Oh, yeah, he's already asked me. He's like, I figure you're going to beat it in that, that weekend. Yeah. And he's probably right. Yeah. He's probably right. Why would right? I go buy it when I know you're going to burn through it super fast? And then I'll be like, well, I guess I'll just borrow this afterwards. Yeah. I'm going to play it, but I'm not going to stream it because I'm not a streamer. We know. We know. Just but hey, do you want to stream some League with me? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, perfect. Hey, Dad, I. Yeah. If I beat Nintendo Labo in the first 25 hours, you want to borrow my cardboard? Mm. <laughs> I would have mm. cuttered it. How sweaty is that cardboard going to get? It, 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 I, got, I got these these greasy Italian hands. <laughs> like it's good, The whole thing's going to look like a pizza box by the time I'm done. <laughs> nice. Cheese and all? Extra cheesy. Yeah, okay. Well, then I, I might take you up on that. You got plenty of room for activities in that unfinished basement. All right. Well, this pro- this podcast has been brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash GameZilla Media today to see everything GameZilla Media has to offer. Special shout out to our most recent patron, Tyler Bergstrom. That's right. Thank you for becoming a patron. If uh, you don't know what's going on, Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. Go there now. See the early access. See the game the game giveaways. See the the noobs and dragons stuff. That's some of the coolest stuff right now is going on there. And, uh, and, and look at all the cool perks you're getting for supporting this podcast. We appreciate everybody that's become a patron. Uh, you, you help us put this show on every week. Thank you so much. Brings a tear to my eye. All the patrons. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were still maybe crying about that the the teleportation. I know it stings a little bit. No, no, the teleportation was fine. <laughs> I'm just really in shock and awe that that TBD team is like in four. Sp- like how I'm in shock and awe that Riot allowed so many teams to call themselves TBD. It's, I think it's the same team, <laughs> oh, and that's oh, why I'm so confused wow. because like it takes. A lot to even get a, a spot in MS, yeah. MSI. Well, for people that maybe are confused about Team TBD, right? Because clearly they're a new up-and-coming team. Wait, are you saying that right? I thought it was TBG. TBG. Yeah. I've been T-Bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's their battle cry, T-Bag group. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're so good. That's why they're so good. They get T-Bag me all that the time. I'm going to give you that one. Yeah. That was good. T-Bag Grim. I like it. <laughs> hashtag That's TB- all my acronyms at hey, TBG. Can I, can I get a hashtag TBGLJT in the Twitch chat right yeah, now? 100% hashtag you can. TBG. 100% you can. Uh, all right. But uh, for... for <laughs> For uh, specific topics like Team G, <laughs> I don't even know what the teams are anymore. Anyways, GameZilla Alpha, if you're not getting enough Zilla activity, if this podcast is fun but you want more, GameZilla Alpha is our sister podcast. Jazzy and I host it, and it's a topic show where we do interviews with the industry from developers, publishers, uh, merchant, or merchandise, you know, uh, as far as like custom controllers, all that stuff. These are the interviews that we bring to GameZilla Alpha, along with uh, you know big news topics, talking about teabagging controversy, talking about you know uh, I believe it was the, the great, Teabag Gate, yeah. Teabag controversy, yeah, 
Hashtag teabag. Hashtag teabag. You're right. But those are the types of things that you can look forward to on Games Alpha that drops every Sunday, uh, along with all of our other podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, Podbeam, GameZillaMedia.com, and probably anywhere else that you like to listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts somewhere and you don't see us, tell us, because uh, clearly we messed up and we need to add ourselves to there. So there you go. Grim, can I tell you on a about a whimsical adventure I go on on a weekly basis? Mm, please do. Does it have anything to do with tea bags? You know, it actually does. I've been tea bagged thousands of times. I think what you're about to pitch is I would honestly admit that yeah, I get tea bagged a lot. In By this. Craig WK, yes, the dungeon master for Noobs and Dragons, Tilly, Jandar, and Alistair, aka Chops. Grim and Jazzy are learning to play Dungeons and Dragons with our seasoned dungeon master, Craig WK. He has brought his sadistic mind for punishment to a campaign. Uh, so listen to uh, all your favorite podcasters here at Gamezilla Media. Learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons and go on an adventure. The story's fun. There's laughs along the way because, I mean, it's uh, you, you can imagine that you're there with your friends uh, going through the story. And there's twists and turns along the way. So you're getting a story as well as some laughs. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about Dungeons & Dragons because I've never played. So um, I'm, I'm learning a little bit about the game as we go along. So it's a super cool podcast. There's, I've never heard anything else like it. It's super different than everything else we do here at GameZilla. So uh, go ahead. Start episode one. Uh, get in on the story on ground level and go listen to Noobs and Dragons. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. In those same great locations. It's basically, if you don't know anything about Noobs and Dragons, you're going to learn something. And you're going to have fun. If you know something, if you know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> then you're going to love how stupid we are, and, and you're going to make fun of us, yeah. which is also fun. Especially Tilly. They're yeah. awful. Oh, wait, that's me. They're great. <laughs> yeah. They're great. No, they're awful. They save the day and kill people and both or none of those. You never know. You, you True. You never know with Tilly. But the one thing I can say is that uh, as Jandar... I appreciate Tilly because Alistair's the worst. <laughs> that uh, guy is the worst. The worst. Yeah, yep. Tilly does <sighs> some amazing things in that show. All right. Well, some of which is uh, braiding hair. None, nothing sure. Tilly has ever done is nearly as amazing as this week's esports segment. <laughs> Fact, yeah. Yeah, you still, you still outdid yourself there. Oh. Um, all right, so... Wherever you listen to our podcast, if it's on iTunes, if it's wherever it is, please hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Leave a review. All these things help us so much. You know, we appreciate everything that, that you know, all the contributions you guys do. But as far as the podcasts go, we we need those follows. We need those heart emojis. We need those five stars. It pushes us up the ranks of a very saturated video game category. And uh, I mean. We all know that we're a great show and that we're entertaining, so we want to get pushed up so that we can show other people uh, what GameZilla is all about. So, I think that's all I have, guys. Um, anything else we want to uh, mention before we leave? So, I think uh, congratulations one more time to Deadite on the new home. Thank you. Uh, it's, it looks very nice, and I'm excited to. I'm excited to once once you get settled in and we can and we can start to plan out the actual game cave the, the game basement uh uh design that i'm i'm very excited to to get working on that with you and then uh, that's where i come in 
Yeah, that's what yeah. I don't do the moving. I'm like an LED light specialist. Yeah, you're about <laughs> you're about to be a basement finishing machine. I didn't want to help you move because I knew I'd actually have to do all. <laughs> have of you ever heard absolutely. of the word drywall? <laughs> um, yeah, because it's all you, buddy. Yep, I have, I have. <laughs> but uh, Testonomics, thanks for being on the show and taking care of the stream and the chat and everything. Let's give it up for uh, Gamezilla Media. He pops in there as test every once in a while, but Gamezilla Media is 100% Testonomics. So if you're enjoying this show video wise on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media and if you're enjoying the chat it's all this guy okay it's all the guy off camera and he uh he kills it every Nin- week ninja carter is well aware how i have my bathroom wired up <laughs> there you go I'm gonna watch you poop and, and i think we're gonna close this out um with uh, a thank you that you need to give to somebody that maybe something happened during this show <laughs> in the chipmunk voice ninja, ninja carter Thank you so much. That's yeah, thank you. mind-blowing. Thank, thank you. you. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Uh, just remember, everybody, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on! on. To me. I've been teabagged thousands of times. Fact. <laughs>